Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I have like six thousand songs on my iPad, on my uh, iPod. It's that old classic, you know, and uh, and it's still like maybe about a, not even a quarter <laughs> full. Jesus. <laughs> and uh, and uh, those old iPods, dope. Man. Oh yeah, and and it's like uh, all of a sudden this uh, uh, Faith Hill song comes up, uh, an old one that she did in the nineties. Uh, this kiss comes up, and I was like. And I'm just like, I'm listening to it as I'm doing other shit. And then all of a sudden I kept going, this shit, this shit. I just, I was like changing the lyrics. <laughs> Slow and steady rush. I know it's not the same song, right, but, but yeah. I don't know why that came up. <laughs> we were listening. Uh, I was sitting with my kids and my son goes, what was the most popular songs when you were in high school? And I go, I'm going to look them up, you know, 2002. <laughs> I can't even remember yesterday. So, like, <laughs> way, had, way to ask me a question. <laughs> they, ha- I'll have to pull it up right now. They had some fucking songs that I haven't heard in forever. And I, I was like, they probably should have stayed there. There's a lot of Eminem in that, yeah. in that period. Um, so we get to one where it was um, Avril Lavigne's Complicated. Oh yeah. That song that song came out uh, my senior year of high school. And um they're like, Oh dad, I've heard this song. I'm like, Yeah. They're like, Did you hear this when you were in school? I'm like, I had an Avril Lavigne poster. Like, <laughs> <laughs> get on my fucking level. <laughs> well, yeah, because like when I when I was doing my uh my script, you know, I was like going, Okay, I'm pulling, you know, ninety one, ninety 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 one. So I started like going through like Oh, yeah, let me see what, you know, songs, because I made, like, a temp track just to kind of get me there. And all of a sudden, I'm listening to, like, Poison. Mm. And then, uh, we all belong in the rhythm nation. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Listen to, the, listen to the, like, all that shit. I was like, oh, my God. I remember, I was like, Jesus. Remember, like, uh, the pep rallies, they always had, like, something from Bell Bib DeBoe. You know, (laughs) know, the biggest song, though, that I saw on the list and I completely forgot about this song, which is understandable, (laughs) but was um, that Russian group Tattoo. 
Oh, that, that, the, all the things she said, all yeah. the things she said, running. Which is basically head. the video was them just making out and shit. Yeah, the only reason anyone cared about them <laughs> is because the two chicks kissed for two seconds. Right. And because it was 2002, everybody's freaking out about that. Now it's like fucking. If you if you have a television show where a girl isn't eating out another girl, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> right. You know. Um, but I remember that was such a big deal because I was, you know, I'm like 17. I'm like, oh shit, you see these two bras was making now. Hit and pause. <laughs> right. It's like, what are they doing in Russia though, motherfucker? <laughs> that was pretty crazy because that woke up a lot of people who were like, because they were coming up on, on, on TV and stuff saying Russia's even more closed-minded than us when it comes to that, yeah. that gay stuff and, and fucking, I don't know, it was weird, but the, now I was I was a little too old for this to affect me in this way, but this next um, song, namely the music video, um, turned on a lot of people's puberty a little early, mm-hmm. um, and that's Christina Aguilera's "Dirty." Oh. <laughs> when this video came out, first of all, for our younger our long, our younger listeners, there there was a show that was called TRL. It was on MTV. There's the top 10 music videos. They basically play the same fucking music videos all month. Oh, yeah. And so something new came out. So this new Dirty thing came up. If they even up. played the whole video. Right. So this, But when they premiered it, they did. Yeah. So I was watching it. Oh, new premiere, Christina Aguilera. And at this point, Christina Aguilera is, I'm a genie in a bottle. You know, all the corny shit. Like, oh, cool. She's kind of cute, whatever. First, the first thing you hear is Red Man. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Remember, it's like too dirty to clean my act up. I'm like, what, what? And then all of a sudden, this chick come out half ass, fucking naked. She's wet. There's, there's like, they're in a box. I was like, I, I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> there's a pain in my chest. I can't breathe. Pain in my pants. Uh, yeah. I, I remember this song was popular when I was in high school. Let's take it. So. <laughs> When did this? This was uh. This came out. I think it came out in like 1990. You know, it's not a bad rap song. No, it's not. It's just, he was such an idiot. Yeah. Wait, Wait, what was the year again? My bad. 1990. Because in 91 he did uh he did the uh, go ninja go ninja. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite because I was six in 1990. <laughs> so, I, and I love the turtles. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> go ninja, go ninja, go. Go ninja, go ninja, go, go, go. <laughs> oh, another song that came out in the year I was in high school was um, uh, <laughs> the ketchup song. <laughs> I said, hey, ha, hey, I don't know, it's all bad. <laughs> But I remember they you see all these fucking people who don't know Spanish and they they would just go <laughs> I still don't know what those bitches was talking about. Oh. Machine, gonna rock. Yo. 
Ninja Turtle Prince <laughs> Iceman. You know I'm not playing. Devastate the show what the turtles are saying. Ninja, Ninja, Rap, Ninja, Ninja, Rap, Ninja, Ninja, Rap. <laughs> 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 you go about this shit, motherfucker. Go, Ninja, go. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. Doing the dance, too, right? <laughs> Who's the best, dude? Lyrics. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Lyrics. We sing them in shit. You fucking listen. We get it in shit. Oh my god. Uh, I wanna. I wanna fucking switch by the little thing you have so I can play songs too. It's bullshit. <laughs> it ain't fair. Oh man, this is great. <laughs> but my, you can tell. Um. You can tell the difference because it's kind of funny because you were in high school at the turn of a different decade. <laughs> oh, and yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of funny because yours, the big influence was actual hip hop. So you can find like some real shit going on. Right. You know what I mean? And then mine was when hip hop started to become pop music. Right. So you're seeing things like B2K with the uh-huh. Like just stupid shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny, dude. Like when you hear some of these, you're like, oh, yeah, we had that too. Like, you know, Wilson Phillips was like huge, you know. And, oh, God. Oh, shit. Let me see if I can find that one. Oh, shit. When did this song come out? Usher's My Way. I can I can probably still do it, but I could sing this whole song back to front. Yeah. I don't know why. The chicken it was hot though. Um, I hate when you search like 1990s songs and it's like they give you like the 90s and you're like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Every time I roll up in the city, bling bling. Pinky ring worth about 50 bling bling. See, when really <laughs> shitty hip hop started coming out, that's what my generation contributed with. <laughs> really shitty. Just fucking when <laughs> hip hop went bad. <laughs> I know. It's well, yeah, when you well, you think about like when I was in high school and shit like that, like fucking, you know, um, that's where you had, you know, like <laughs> you know, you had like two live crew come up, but at the same time, Ice T hit his peak. Uh, NWA, right. you know, you, you had that. You also had the Jerky Boys. <laughs> People be like, "Why you listen to old hip hop? You weren't old enough for that." It's like, yeah, but when I became old enough to change the fucking radio station, I did. <laughs> you know about that? Too legit to quit. Too legit. Too legit to quit. I still fucking say that. I said that last week. I was like, I'm too legit. Yeah, it's when you say that, you know, you got to do the hand signs too, you know. Right. My boss, who's like 31, is looks at me like, stop it. Just, <laughs> what are you doing? Let things die. Let things die. Oh, um. Can we do the intro? Because there's just one thing I want to say, but we've been talking forever, and I know people are listening to us. <laughs> it's been 10 minutes, so. <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, our weekly podcast that discuss top news from the world of entertainment, gaming, comics, 
and technology, as well as musics of the 1990s, uh, with your slow jam for your oh. the car ride home. <laughs> this is for the week of March 18th, 2018. All right, what'd you guys say? Oh, I'm Adam Riley, by the way. And I'm Stephen Vargas. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so, the first time he is, worries about that, like, right, inducing himself. This is old news, but I it missed me, and I already told Steve about this, about that chick from the the Grinch movie. Oh, right, right. So Cindy Lou, the cute little girl in the Grinch, who I guess was in um some other show too. <laughs> Snap! But like later, crack reporting you, right there. <laughs> hold on, let me. <laughs> don't be a dick, okay? Um. Don't be a dick. It's not, it's not. It's just not necessary. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, what's her fucking Taylor Momsen? Okay. Okay. There's there's the rest of the band too, but nobody gives a fuck. Um, <laughs> she's a singer. So Taylor Momsen. Let me let me pull up not her Instagram. Well, I might save that for later, but I want the IMDb. <laughs> that's, that's for offline. <laughs> right. That's for science. Um, <laughs> she was in The Grinch. She was also in uh, Underdog, the movie Underdog. She was Molly. <laughs> I actually really liked that movie. I don't know why. Because I love the Underdog commercial or the Underdog cartoon. cartoon yeah. Gossip Girl. She was Jenny Humphrey. For any girls that might be listening, um, maybe you accidentally clicked on the wrong link or something. <laughs> um, Gossip Girl. So she went real dark. And she's the lead singer of a metal band now, and they they be on they be on some next level shit. Now it's not like like real scary metal. It's still a cute little blonde girl. It's not exactly <laughs> gonna terrify you, but um, there's this one song, and I sent it to Steve. He probably didn't listen to it because that's how Steve is. Um, but it's called Going to Hell, and it's kind of funny because uh, she's basically like. All the things she's done, she's going to go to hell. And it's like marrying the devil. You can hear the wedding bells. <laughs> All types of weird shit. And it's just, the video's funny. The chick is hot as shit. Um, she'll make you feel like you need to go to church real quick. After you watch the video, you'd be like, hey, you know what? I need to get that Bible real quick. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm going the opposite direction. <laughs> and if you don't believe in religion, it'll make you want to believe in religion. Like, Ooh. like you're like, oh, I, yeah, I need to. I need I need Jesus. It's really what it is. There's a part in the, vid- in the video where she's like, she's talking to a priest and she's kind of whispering, and she's like, she's like, um, the devil's inside every, the devil's inside me, Father, the devil's inside everything that I do, but she says like everything that I do, and while she's doing that, she's like, she rubs her hand down her body and kind of goes into the into the uh, thigh region. Mm. And then just looks up at you. I'm like, oh, shit. I was like. Eyes up here. Where's that Bible at? (laughs) (laughs) Do not tempt me, Satan. But no, um, it was interesting because, um, you know, she literally was the embodiment of all all good in the Grinch. Like, that's the the purpose of that character. Well, that's that's why it's always kind of interesting when you see characters who play that. And then you see them kind of like. I mean, we don't all go Elizabeth Berkeley and do like showgirls right after, you know. Right. You know, but these child actors, they sometimes lose their way. Yeah. Yeah. 
We all can't go Britney, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh so uh so this week we lost a, a a scientific genius icon, if you will. Uh Stephen Hawking passed away at seventy six. I'm realizing I probably should have talked about the the metal check after this. <laughs> but uh well, I mean, is it really a good place to discuss that you know no yeah exactly uh the you know the dude lived 50 years longer than he was predicted to live yeah man and he did a lot of good during that time um basically made uh quantum physics like you know for the masses you know, and some people and some people in the scientific community kind of gave him shit for that because he kind of popularized it but it's like hey if you can get it out there to people you know that people will understand. That's why I always it always bugged me about some of them. You know where it's like well, it's very posh, yeah. especially where he was from because he he was uh he, we're talking about like in Cambridge and yeah. shit. It were it were the they're the education educational elite, you know, and that kind of class bullshit. And he wasn't about that life, right? Thug life, straight, right? Um, and uh, so you know, and it just it was just like. It was kind of weird, like, hearing that he passed out. I, I just remember, like, sitting there going, oh, man, like, that's it. <laughs> you know? It's, and in in I, I thought it was, I actually thought it was actually profoundly sweet that, you know, so many people, even people you didn't expect were just like, oh, my God, Stephen Hawking passed away. Like, it, it got some recognition. Because Adam and I kind of joked, like, yeah, I mean, it's not anybody that, you know, you know, it's not a, a, if a Kardashian died, you know, flags would be at half staff or whatever, you know, but it was like, it was still really cool to see a lot of people just like respecting him and like, you know, saying like, you know, this, a light has gone up, but now he's, you know, ups amongst the stars. Um, yeah. You know, of course, you know, Neil deGrasse Dyson, you know, was, was all about his friend and, and it, it's just, it was, I thought it was kind of interesting too, because given how much the popular culture is going against science, you know? Right. It, it was, it's like, uh, we lost somebody like that. It's like, you know, just hope somebody else will well, come up and, you know, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to correct you, of course, but I feel that popular culture isn't going against science per se as, as our government, our elected officials are trying to. And I feel that's where a lot of the strife is happening in this country is where we have a lot of uneducated fucking morons running the place and everyone else is telling them to fuck off. You know, well, and it, I mean, you know, I'm just talking well, about a good, a good majority of right. people are telling them to fuck off. Cause, uh, you know, cause there's still, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, the flat earthers and shit like that. And, you know, don't fucking stop <laughs> that flat earth. But those people don't, don't matter. And we're talking about some other shit. If you listen to our other podcast this week, the fuck I just ugh, fucking Jesus Christ <laughs> and if you want to hear more about Adam's uh, Adam's uh, disdain for flat earthers just join our Patreon <laughs> do you know what the real conspiracy can imagine, is can you imagine if we had a Patreon and it was just of all the shit we just want to talk about that thing like that would just be, that'd be like too much <laughs> I would never not be recording <laughs> hour 12 <laughs> right <laughs> I'd just be sitting here fucking drinking a beer and going, you know what else I don't like? <laughs> it would grinds my gears. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah. And, you know, it, 
Stephen Hawking was, you know, also had a very big comedic side. He was in like in Big Bang Theory, uh, The Simpsons, uh, and of he had course, a really good sense of humor. Oh yeah, and of course, playing poker with Data. So that shit was crazy. That episode, <laughs> so dope. Uh, but uh, but his but, work yeah. in um, quantum physics uh, revolutionized science. Um, his theories that were proven true and some that were not, but with, uh, with black holes and, and just time and all t- it's, it's next level shit. You know, it, it, it's, it's like a direct continuation of Einstein's work. It makes me really want to, it really makes me want to go back and look at uh, a brief history of time. Yeah. You know? It's good. It's just been a while since it's been a long time since I read it and I was like, oh man, I should got to reread that. Uh, Brief history of time is good. I think Universe in a Nutshell. I think this is the name of his other book. Oh right, yeah, I think so. I haven't read that one, um, but his his books are great because he's ext- he's extremely cynical hmm. and he's sarcastic. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's it's real, and it's that dry English sarcasm. Right. You know, and it's really great. Like it's he's 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 an amazing. It wasn't just the, the his scientific ability. He was such an amazing communicator. I mean, if you really think about it, he couldn't communicate. Right. Like he's typing into this weird old box and still captivated thousands of people at a time. And you'd have to they, – they edit it out when you watch it in the videos. But those people are sitting there waiting for him to type this out. Yeah. He wasn't exactly typing 80 words per minute. <laughs> you know, so – to to be to have that kind of presence. Oh yeah, you know it, it's it. He always amazed me. It, it I I was telling my when he died, I was telling my kids. I was like, you know what, his scientific abilities and his stuff like that. Yeah, but what really you should take away from that man is is his inability to give up. Yeah, you know he he he. Every single person around him is going. Listen, you ain't gonna live. You ain't gonna be able to do this. You ain't gonna be able to. That. He's like, fuck you, fuck you, people. Yeah. Do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, not and only, he did. Not only beat it, but at the same time, it's kind of like you feel like you can't do shit. Yeah, you may want to look at him. Right. <laughs> you know, like he's he's a beacon of for people who maybe they hurt themselves or even even low low key that like maybe you're just depressed or something like that. You can overcome shit and adapt and move forward. You know, and I, I just I always like that dude for that. You know, for other people, I guess I don't have a problem. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not exactly handicapped in any way, but well, you know, let's not sell yourself short. Fuck um. you! All right, <laughs> suck my dick. Anyway, and, uh, um, black, big ups to to, to what? I'm trying to give oh, a shout still, out still going back? Still to still the going? homie and you fucking out here <laughs> interrupting me. And I was just gonna say big ups to Steve Hawkins. That's it. Yeah, he, and hopefully some hopefully someone else can come educate these idiots. Mm. Uh, this week marks the fifth consecutive weekend that Black Panther's coming in at number one. It's already beat. It's ta- it's uh it's already broken Titanic's uh moniker, which they held the title for five consecutive weekends at number one, and it was up against Tomb Raider, which has come to mixed reviews. Um, I still want to check it out though. Uh, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, is it? It's like a retelling of the first game. Yeah, that's you know there there's. There's a lot of things that said were, you know, improvements on it and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like, and, uh, 
of course, of course, you know, some people are like, well, they left out some stuff. It's like, of course they did. You know, you don't have six hours to play through a movie. <laughs> you know? I'll tell you what, though, they, they, that's big shoes to fill. Yeah. Because that game was super dope. Yeah. I remember the scene where um the dude was you know, spoilers for the game. <laughs> um, It was like almost a rape scene. Yeah. Like it was it was done pretty fucking. It gave me chills up my spine. Well, and like, I killed the fuck out that dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I remember that. Um, I still like they did side by side of like um some things like remember when she the plane is hanging upside down and the glass is like starting to crack underneath her and she's yeah. in the cockpit. They were showing like side by side of the video game and and you know, the movie version. So I was like, you know, I feel that's the way you're going to get respect when you do a game based on a video game is if it's one of the, it's one of those kind of video games, like where it's a deep story and you just do that story. Yeah. And try very hard not to change it. Like there's going to be areas where you're going to have to, you know, to fit the new medium. But I think they, it looks like they were doing a good job. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. That girl cute too. (laughs) Yeah. Although there's, yeah. there's still some people that are complaining that she's a little too small. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I was like, she looks like the chick in the new in the new game. Yeah, but they're you know these are people that probably haven't played it in thirty years that still remember the triangle tits. You want to have big ass triangle tits? <laughs> yeah. So she come out, get the fucking uh, Madonna Vogue tits. <laughs> I know. I know. That's you know? that's a good. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Uh, no, but Black Black Panther is definitely dominating. Um, we've all seen it. Yeah. Um, and it is. It's a very good movie. Um, it deserves the praise that it's getting. What I, you know, what I like about the movie mm. is I saw it, and I this is gonna sound so bad, <laughs> like everything I say. I don't mean um, this to sound racist, but with no, with this, with the kind of hype it was getting, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, did Marvel pander a little bit to get to fill them seats? Like I, I kind of felt that way when I was hearing the hype. Like they 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 force fed something to to get to get easy, you know, some easy credit, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that in any way. Shape, and 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 I say that because it's very easy in those situations, much like how Marvel in the comics realm treated homosexuality for that for those few runs, right. where it was so force fed and so heavy handed that it, it becomes disrespectful. It becomes a sideshow. Yeah. And I was worried about that. But the hype, it was just the hype was so fucking thick. Like it, when you have no context, it's just it was ridiculous. <laughs> but um, it did. They they treated it perfectly because I watched the movie and I didn't feel like I was watching black people on parade. Yeah. Which is how they usually handle things like that. I watched a movie about a dope ass fucking character with amazing supporting characters in this fucking awesome world that they created from scratch right like that movie was fucking awesome yeah it that was... sister was dope too and she's kind of cute too <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna be real um what but it was you good doing with those sandals <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i like when she, she tricked them such a brother and sister thing to do i love that but part dude when that she was... she says kick uh kick the suit and he hits the or he hits the suit and then I think it has him kick it again and it yeah. pushes him back and she's right. laughing her fucking ass off. Yeah, and she was she, she's like, Oh he's like, Are you recording this? And it's like, Oh, you know, for scientific purposes. Destroy that footage. Yeah. <laughs> I was fucking dying. But then a lot had, of people But then you had that, you know, the casino fight scene. Oh fuck yeah, dude. That was dope. Dude. And then of course Stanley, I'm gonna hold on to these chips for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I I um I was impressed with that movie, and and I definitely want to see um. I definitely want to see what else comes from that character. Yeah. Um, because I've I've always liked Black Panther. Me too. I've always really was, liked him. It was funny too because I was at work, and I said, "Oh man, it's so cool to making a." A Black Panther movie. I used to read the comic, and this chick who is black spun <laughs> spun around real quick and was like, "You used to read Black Panther?" And I go, "Yeah, yeah." Like it was only strictly like for. And she's like, "She goes, why did you used to read Black Panther?" And I go, "Because it's a cool character." <laughs> and she goes, "It's just funny that some like a white person would would bother with a, a black character." I said, "Okay." Calm down. We're not in roots right now. I told her <laughs> flat out. I said, Do you have anyone in your family that reads comic books? She's yeah, my brother read comic books all through his childhood. I'm like, You ever read Spider Man? She goes, Yeah. What the hell do you read Spider Man for? Right. Ever read Superman? Yeah. What the hell do you read that one for? Ever read Batman? Yeah. And she's like, Okay, I get the point. <laughs> and I was like, Black Panther was the shit. Yeah. I mean, this dude was had this the whole lore behind it was dope. Oh yeah. You know, and and the and and the way they handled it within the movie, I feel he was the most like Batman too in fighting style. Yeah, because he'd be lurking in the shadows, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked. I really liked Black Panther. Yeah. Um, but and I, I just, I feel this movie's brought people together too a little bit, mm-hmm. and not in a cheesy way. Like a lot of people are, are, um, you know, having 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 discussions in the right way. Yeah. You know, and and that's what I want to see. Not people screaming at each other. Yeah. You know, if you want to talk about, let's talk about something. You know what I mean? But I think this movie is forcing, since everyone's enjoying the same thing, it's forcing everybody to kind of calm the fuck down. Yeah. And kind of talk around the fire, kind of shit. You know. And I dig it. So. I like the I like the whole like, uh, you know, uh, holographic like car or ship drive you know oh, flies man, the like... fucking tech was insane <laughs> i was like so she's the new tony stark i got it <laughs> yeah i'm down with it yeah and she's gonna be in infinity war so well, but basically the, yeah basically it's who's not in infinity war right yeah so then um oh yeah never oh. mind oh go ahead no i was gonna talk about something that you're about to talk about so okay. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> Well, our main story this week will be about the lies we share on social media. But before that, let's talk about some headlines, I guess, if we should. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) So, with little less than a month until the release of Avengers Infinity War, Marvel released the final trailer for the upcoming film. Unlike many of the previous previous comic book trailers, much of the film has still been kept under wraps. This shows Stark up against Thanos, as well as a flashback of Gamora and Thanos. Uh, some highlights are uh, Captain America holding off Thanos, which I thought looked kind of cool. What the fuck? <laughs> and the exchange between Star-Lord and Stark was hilarious. That was funny. As well as Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. The film opens on April 27th. Dude. This movie looks like it's gonna be dope as fuck. Yeah, it was like, what, how can this movie not be dope as fuck? <laughs> I know. I mean, you just the the. I loved like the whole, you know, your plan, although is pretty good. Actually, is kind of lame. So let's forget about that. Let me come up with the plan. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then <laughs> you see Robert Downey Jr. just like, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that fucking shit was in Captain America with holding off Thanos. Thanos did look kind of bored though, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe Thanos was just playing amazed that he was trying. Right, it's like trying so hard with that, and you know, and you see, obviously, you know, they have to hide uh, Vision because he has the an Infinity Stone, and yeah, you know, so it, it, I mean, you just look at the scale of that, and you're just like, fuck. And then Peter Parker, like he's outside of the school bus, puts the mask on, and then starts swinging off in his <laughs> in his regular clothes. Oh my god, dude! It was the whole trailer was dope. I I actually forgot. See, someone's like, hey, made a trailer out. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to check that out because I was on my way out the door at the office, and I fuck I forgot about it. And then like it was yesterday <laughs> that I was like, what's this? Tra- I forgot that trailer was out. I fucking watched that shit. I was so excited, dude. Like, oh, man. I can't wait. And then just seeing, like, uh, Gamora talking to Stark. He's like, what's his name again? Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, or when she's like, if if he has all the Infinity Stones, he can he can do it like that. And she snaps fingers. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's cool because they kind of they, – they do um, explain Thanos' M.O., Mm-hmm. in this trailer where and it's it's from the comics if i remember correctly yeah where he wants to kill off basically half of all life in the universe right um and he even tells i think he's talking to tony stark but he might be talking to somebody else um where he says i hope they remember you yeah and someone's dying i know someone's dying in this fucking movie it's probably tony stark dude because he's been talking about he getting a little long on the tooth to be planned. Yeah, well, a lot of those actors have come up on the end of their contracts, so we'll kind of maybe all to... of them die. Yeah. Well, there's also, um, oh, what's it called? The Black Army, I think it is, the one that's torturing uh, Doctor Strange. That came from a comic. Yeah, uh, you know, you're, you know, so it's kind of like, like, kind of like this shit's kind of bonkers. Like, and the thing is, is that they're saying that because originally it was supposed to be a part one and part two, but now there's there's noise that part the Avengers four is going to be uh, a separate story, but I kind of doubt that because they filmed them back to back. There's too much going on. Yeah. And, and I doubt they can finish it all for once. Maybe it might be the end of that part, but then the next movie picks up, you know, right after kind of finishes it off, but then also starts something else. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but, uh, Fuck, it looks amazing. I've watched the trailer like a dozen times and I'm like, oh my God. Super this dope. Look, this look awesome. And I was like, oh, um, I'm Peter Parker, by the way. Oh, Doctor Strange. Oh, so we're using our made up names. Okay, then I'm Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then it goes to that little action sequence. I'm yeah. like, oh shit. <laughs> so, speaking of Doctor Strange, <laughs> Segway. That's right. <laughs> As if we needed more evidence. Sherlock isn't coming back anytime <laughs> soon, if ever. Star Martin Freeman says making the acclaimed mystery drama is, quote, not fun anymore, end quote, and partly blames pressure to continue the series from the show's rabid fans. In a new interview in The Telegraph, the Black Panther actor was asked if there were any talks about a fifth season of the BBC fan favorite. Not massively, that Dr. Watson actor said. Um, I think after season four, it felt like a pause. I think we've we felt we'd done it for a bit now. And part of it, speaking for myself, is due to the reception of it. Martin, the um, Martin, the shit, I I fucking like my tongue. I think I swallowed my tongue. Um, (laughs) Martin, the article explained, uh, was referring to 2017's fourth 
season, which seemed to struggle to continue building on fans' ex- expectations of previous out- outings. To be absolutely honest, it was kind of impossible, he explains. Sherlock became the animal that it, it became immediately, whereas even with the UK version of The Office, it was a slow burn. But Sherlock was frankly no- notably high quality from the outset. And when you start that high, it's pretty hard to maintain that. Being in that show is like a mini Beatles thing, he concluded. People's expectations, some of people's expectations, some of it's not fun anymore. It's not a thing to be enjoyed. It's a thing of you better fucking do this, otherwise you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the British. Keep in mind he is British. <laughs> yeah. Um that's not that's not fun anymore. So yeah, man, I kind of I kind of feel him on that because I was seeing on some my my wife loves this show and I like it too, but my wife super loves this show yeah, and I she love was like too. she was like are they gonna make a new season and I was like I'll check into it and I went on some forums and these fans dude the fanboys excuse yeah. me just fucking assholes like yeah, if they don't make another fucking season they're pieces of shit it's like fuck you dude right like this well, is their lives well, man they're not monkeys trained to fucking. <laughs> entertain you the fact that we've already got four seasons of a uk show is pretty impressive you know you know because he sounds he sounds fucking tired because he's from he's like why am i in this show so long (laughs) and you know and the thing is is that you know like with that show it's like they don't make shows like they do over here and i think that's still something nobody seems to comprehend like, I bet you most of the most of the fanboys that are freaking out are Americans. Yeah, because, they don't understand why it wouldn't continue. Right, but it, that's just just how it is. Yeah, over there they do television shows for a couple of runs, or they get new casts and then they continue the show. And you know, most times you'll get you're lucky if you get two, maybe three seasons out of something, and then they, everybody moves on. You know, everybody does other stuff because it's not like it's not a contract. Like okay. We got you guys renewed for three seasons. You know, it's like they, that doesn't happen over there. You know, they'll do a series. And it's kind of like HBO. Like that, like HBO is probably the closest you would get to that. It's like they would do, you know, a season. And then it's like, oh, they didn't do that. Well, we're not going to pick it up for a second. You know, and then over there, it's kind of the same thing. Like they do a season and like, well, we'd like you guys to do a second. Okay, well, if we can get everybody together. You know, if you look at some of the the best shows out of the UK, they go on like two, three seasons, maybe four if you're lucky. Um, right and that's kind of the logistics of it gets ridiculous too because you have both of those actors are in um high demand yeah high demand they're in the marvel franchise now yeah and it looks like um it looks like freeman's becoming the new um uh agent whatever the hell is fucking colson yeah kind of looks like he's standing in for that he's the bridge between the government and the superheroes and i'm I'm perfectly on board with that because i fucking <laughs> love freeman i love him as an actor and everything he does yeah um and Fuck, I hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy movie. man hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy i love that movie that movie's so underrated oh yeah it is such a good movie <laughs> um the hobbit i mean do i even have to fucking <laughs> say it like and people say they didn't like the hobbit too eh, it was a little long-winded but you know but you know, but I don't think The Hobbit needed to be three movies. That's, right. that's just me. Yeah, <laughs> maybe two. You know, but um, all right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I just saw some people were just like, yeah. I mean, I, I was it as strong as no, it wasn't. But the thing is, is that it's beyond that. It's it, like you, you want to see them working on cases together, but at the same time, it's like you know they run out of steam. Plus, Stephen Moffat was doing you know like five seasons of Doctor Who. 
in right. between. So, you know, his he's now he's not so much anymore. So, you know, we'll and see. And also too, these British shows they're 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 a lot more like movies than TV shows. Yeah. They're, they're more complicated minute. and they're intricate. Yeah, and the and the fucking Sherlock episodes especially are are like 90 minutes long. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of fucking work. It's three dude. movies. You know, it's like you know, they have a certain level of quality that a lot of American shows like they sit there and go, well, they can do um, fucking Magnum P.I. for so many. Things. Like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> like, it's a different thing. Right. All right. Uh, in gaming news, Electronic Arts long awkward nightmare over Star Wars Battlefront 2's multiplayer progression might finally be over with next week's patch dubbed the progression update ea promises that star cards power-ups or any other items that impact gameplay will only be earned through gameplay from here on out not via paid loot crates now daily play is exclusive to earn the each um, to earn crates which will only include emotes and cosmetic tweaks to your gear ea repeated that crates won't contain anything that impacts gameplay anything that you've already bought or earned will stay in your possession regardless of how you came about it as well uh, if you still feel like dropping some, you know, real coin on for the games, uh, for the in-game stuff, uh, EA won't stop you. But the appearance packs and skins you buy with crystals are, again, purely cosmetic. You'll be able to purchase those with in-game credits earned from gameplay. Is this game still a thing? Like, <laughs> they've dragged they've dragged this fucking shit through the mud so bad, man. Oh, yeah, they. I mean, they fucked it up from the get go. I'm sure Disney's not happy with this because this was actually be- wasn't there an article that Disney was like, bruh. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised if EA if they they don't get they don't retain the license. Yeah, I know. That's some people are are wondering that too. That if you know because they fucked this up so bad that like you know is Disney look could Disney be looking and it's like it would take a lot. Because, you know, they have contracts and stuff like that. But I'm sure Disney has a get out of jail free card. You know, you know, you know how they could you know how they could save it. They need to go a different direction with it yeah. and give give the franchise to some something like Bioware, which EA owns mm-hmm. and have them do a game like that. Naughty dog. Like we're not. Well, yeah. If you <laughs> want to do a game like that. But like Bioware specializes in those deep choose your own direction RPGs. And I think Star Wars would really fit that. Like do something different or do a real first person shooter with a fucking storyline. Right. That's just online bullshit. Tell me that people wouldn't buy it. You make a battlefront, make a new battlefront. Yeah. Watch me buy it. Watch <laughs> me fucking buy it. I'll buy it on PC and Xbox right. just in case you don't know what room I'm going to be in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Anyway, this is this was actually pretty dope. I came across this today. Um, and I thought especially with uh, what we said in the opening the opening bit I was going to put this in here. So the Elite Dangerous community, this beginning at 5 p.m. Eastern time on Ma- March 17th, um, the Elite Dangerous community will kick off an event to celebrate the life of Stephen Hawking, the renowned British physicist who died on Tuesday. The event, which spans all platforms, will tour the 19 stations in the game named for Hawking. Uh, it's expected to be a five-hour tour. Participants are asked to bring a canister or two of tea as in-game commodity and one Hawking preferred. When the tour ends at the Black Hole of 
H ugh, Jesus H I P three four seven oh seven. The Voyagers will dump the T in into it. So real quick, Elite Dangerous is kind of interesting because it, it it's 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 an exact representation of of space as it exists right now. So like the stars that they're at actually exist where they are. So that's kind of an interesting point. Now obviously there aren't space stations around them and all that other shit. But like you can go to Earth and right. you can go to that. So you can, but you're pretty far out most of the time in, in it. And um, they have a few stations that are named after different things. To um, you know, they they renamed a station um, for Spock when he fucking passed away. Oh right, right. You know, and stuff like that. So this is kind of the same thing. So quote: Professor Hawking's car number plate allegedly once was T4SWH. So as well, so as well as naming the event in this way, we ask also that everyone who has them change their ID plates to T four SWH in his honor," said Elite Pilot. Oh fuck, Al Cross, <laughs> Al Crossair Black, uh, in the forum thread organizing the tribute. The Hawking's T run kicked off at seventeen hundred UTC, which is right around um, one p.m. Eastern time at that day. And we'll run into so it's over now, so I don't need to read it anymore. However, that's pretty fucking dope. That is like just little stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, and and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, they have all they have it all mapped out. If you go to our show notes and, and you follow in the Polygon article, they have the whole map of if you're interested in it because you you might not know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know, <laughs> but um, it kind of makes me want to download Elite Dangerous again too. <laughs> Real talk, because I got the ho the hotas fucking joystick ready to go, motherfucker. Oh yeah, you still um, have that? Yeah, it's the only game that I have that uses it. It's in the closet, waiting, waiting. But yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. You'll probably see a lot more of these come up with in sci-fi based, you know, science yeah. based games. We'll see probably a bunch more of that. I'm sure. That's Shout out. Last. Yeah. All right. So moving on into comic news. Oh. Before the bat and the cat tie the knot this summer, the Joker will interrupt their wedding plans when he kidnaps the Dark Knight in Batman number 48 on June 6th. The two-part The Best Man story will be written by Tom King and illustrated by uh, Mikhail Janin and sees Batman and Catwoman decide to forego a big wedding in favor of eloping, which is when the Joker gets involved, according to the Nerdist. Uh, the story arc will run for through Batman 48 and 49 and lead up to the big wedding in issue number 50. Five additional one-shot titles, Batman Prelude to the Wedding, will also be published in May and June ahead of the nuptials. Tim Seeley will pen each issue with a different artist joining uh, to chronicle the adventures of Robin. Nightwing, Batgirl, Red Hood, and Harley Quinn, each cover for Prelude to the Wedding, will come with an interlocking cover by Raphael um, Albuquerque. The cover, the covers for Batman 48, Batman Prelude to the Wedding, Robin vs. Ra, uh, Raj al Ghul, uh, and Batman Prelude to the Wedding, Nightwing vs. Hush, can be found on the website along with the solicit text for the entire Prelude to the Wedding. It's going to be a big fucking event. These wedding, these wedding events are always huge. Yeah, like people really freak out for, about it for Batman. Yeah, any variant covers. If you're a collector, definitely you're going to want to pick those up. Yeah. Um, and there will be plenty. Yeah, this especially will mark, with DC or Marvel. Yeah, and this this will mark the Joker's big return. Yeah. To the 
So this is going to be a fucking humongous issue. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go out and buy this shit. Yeah, because no. uh, yeah, because uh, it was during Rebirth when he was supposed to when him and Bruce Wayne died, right? Yeah, yeah. I might I might call out of work just to make sure I'm there. <laughs> Although buying comic books is a pain in the ass now. If you don't reserve things like this, you're not yeah. going to get it. Yeah, you know, it's a real fucking dick move. I might call my uncle up and be like, "Hey, um, can you hook it up? Yeah. Coffee, real quick. Can yeah, you, can you hook a brother up, please? It's like, oh, do you want one of the normal runs? Like, no, let me get every variant coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's cool with you, so you yeah, know, yeah, I know, I know, I, you know, I know, I'm your favorite <laughs> nephew and shit. Yeah, he ain't that. You ain't that favorite. <laughs> um, so this one, this this article comes straight from the LazyGeeks.com, penned from the manic mind of Stephen Vargas. <laughs> I like the fucking artwork; it looks super dope. I know. Um, Gail Simone's next project will see the writer team uh, with her Bird of Prey collaborator um, Adriana Melo. For a six-issue Plastic Man miniseries for DC Comics, the series goes on sale in June and will focus on the style of humor that fans have come to love uh, about the Golden Age hero. When I, when I think about Plastic Man, he was generally the first funny superhero, Simone told uh, Sci-Fi Wire. I'm obviously attracted to that. There's also the great mixture of tragedy in there, too, that I love. The human comes from a – oh, the humor, sorry. The humor comes from a place of pain and a lot of – a lot of people I know, the bravest ones, deal with this pain through humor. So I really like trying to find that balance and keeping the ro- that roller coaster going where there is enough tragedy going on that the humor kind of helps you get through it. And that's what this series is. That's deep and f- and real. For, um, more quotes. This is all quotes, too. <laughs> so the character was so ahead of its time when it was created, the writer added. The stuff we're seeing in Deadpool and Harley Quinn now, Plastic Man was doing in the 1940s. It's a character, well, maybe not to that extent, but I understand <laughs> her meaning. It's a character that was ahead of its time back back then, and the stories are still funny and still relevant. So just kind of bringing him into the modern DCU was the big, big thing for me. As far as the type of threats Plastic Man will face, Spoon teases the story will involve a number of criminals getting together with no one believing him and becoming the world's last line of defense. First of all, nobody knows that Eel O'Brien is Plastic Man. That's another thing I want to say. Eel O'Brien, get it right, motherfucker. You know, Irish motherfucker out here handling business, okay? (laughs) She said, um, the Justice League, the bad guys don't know. No one knows. And he ends up finding out that a group of the smartest supervillains in the world have gotten together. And no one believes him. They just think he's bonkers. Basically, it's up to him to stop this group from world domination. So just imagine the smartest villains in the DCU. And you you can probably come up with some of the cast members of the story. Ha ha ha. As well as some new characters that I've created too. Including one in particular that I'm completely in love with. And I hope will stick around for a while. Created by Jack Cole, Eel O'Brien, a.k.a. Plastic Man, made his debut in Police Comics number 1 in 1941. Um, the villain-turned-hero was involved in a botched robbery that left him with the metahuman ability to stretch his body in amazing and often humorous ways. Plastic Man has been a member of the ver- of various Justice League team teams over the years and made his, his rebirth debut in the pages of Dark Knight's Metal, he 
is also a star. Oh Jesus, he is also a star starring in the metal spinoff series, The Triffics, with Mister Triffic, Metamorpho, and Fan- Fanta- Phantom Girl. I don't know why my fucking tripping over my words today um that's so this three things main points in this article one plastic man's dope as shit yeah. and a lot of people give him shit and they don't know two he was irish i said that was funny um <laughs> three came before mr fantastic you know how many people tell me it was just a rip off of mr fantastic get the fuck out my face <laughs> jesus christ uh, yeah, it's uh, what I saw. I was like, one, I like, I love Gail Simone. I think yeah. she's a gr- she's a great writer. And uh, you know, I was like, going, I wonder what she's gonna do next. And th- there were imageries already talk. They were talking about you know in Batman, uh, uh, the metal series of Plastic Man's return, and some were indicating that Bendis might be you know handling. I was like, they're not bringing Bendis <laughs> over to DC to handle not for Plastic, Plastic Man. Man. Come on, <laughs> what are we thinking here? And um. And then, uh, you know, then it came was like, Gail Simone's doing Pl- Plastic Man. I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> you know, it's but here's like- the thing, though. DC does this a lot. This is a feeler situation. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see more Plastic Man issues, like a, a real steady run, you guys need to go out and buy the fucking yeah. miniseries. Um, I remember the cartoon when I was a kid. Yeah, so, man. <laughs> Plastic Man. Plastic Man is a shit. Like, I don't – I never understand – when people are like, oh, Plastic Man. Like, what are you fucking Plastic Man? <laughs> Fuck you. Like, Plastic Man's dope. You just don't get it. <laughs> and he was always funny, too. Oh, yeah. Like, always cracking jokes. Well, he was Irish and drunk half the time, so, you know. That second part <laughs> may or may not have been true. <laughs> right. <laughs> just don't appreciate the candor. That's all I'm trying to <laughs> That's say. That's all you're trying to say. Right. All right. So, in technology news this week, according to a report by Business Insider, YouTube kids have or has begun exposing children to conspiracy theories that literally oh, you mean exposing them to the truth? <laughs> stay woke. <laughs> They're trying to YouTube's trying to trying to stay woke the kids. That's right. According to the report, videos like Flat Earth, the Kennedy assassination, the fake moon landing are exposing children uh, are being exposed to children on the site. So far through their research, only 100 videos came up with questionable content. Earlier this week, YouTube claimed that they would have links to Wikipedia on any conspiracy theory videos that appear on the site. Unfortunately, uh, no one told Wikipedia about it. Because <laughs> Wikipedia is like, we have no idea about any of this. Not to mention, Wikipedia really? Like, isn't, you know, I mean, you know, we all joke that it's the source of all human knowledge, but it's like, it's it's still, it's still edited by people yeah it's wikipedia yeah it's like it's just wikipedia yeah. <laughs> it's like no one cares it's like are we are, oh it's like oh yeah you want to know more about this go here to wikipedia which is probably going to have the and knowing the way youtube goes it's going to even be worse than what the video was right it's like what are you it's like what are you doing dude come on i mean wikipedia is dope for the for the big history stuff right like the the like who was the king of England in fucking 1612? Like, you know. But, but don't use it, it as, as a source on your, you know, like. <laughs> and try not to use it for modern things. Right. Because that's when it starts to get muddy. Yeah. Because we're, I was reading an excellent article, and I think I'm going to bring it up uh, next podcast, maybe as the as the topic. Um, but it was, we, we're not in the age of information anymore. We're in the age of reputation. 
Mm. So who has the big better better reputation basically, is who you're going to listen to. Right, who has the bigger dick is basically good. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of how humanity's always been. Right. It's just really um prevalent now. Yeah. So, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> what do you I mean, what, what do you That's my answer for everything now. It's like what are you going to fucking do? You know, nothing. That's what you're going to do. It's <laughs> absolutely fucking nothing. You're just going to bitch about it. You know, so fuck it. Anyway, moving on to another fucking world domination scam. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Facebook and its executives faced a torrent of backlash on Saturday following news reports that the data firm Cambridge Analytica. Um, Analytica, I don't know why, but that sounds like a metal band. Right. Like Analytica. <laughs> um, which works on. Word. Analytica. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, which worked on the trump campaign in 2016 improperly harvested private information from 50 million facebook users do we have to use the word harvested Hmm. it's very matrixy and it's weird it's it's Um, basically somebody who has a thesaurus on their desk like hmm what other word can i use for grabbed (laughs) the company quickly faced calls for increased regulation and oversight, and Massachusetts Attorney General uh, Maura Healey even announced an investigation. Massachusetts residents deserve answers immediately from Facebook and Cambridge Analytica, Healey said on Twitter. You're welcome, by the way. Fucking Massachusetts cleaning everything up for you, bitches. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers ain't even paying attention. Stay woke. Senator Amy <laughs> Klobuchar of Minnesota also um, – Don't you know? <laughs> exerated? Exerated? E-X-C-O-R-I-A-T-E-D. Exonerated? Exonerated. Thank you. The company. I know the words. I just, you know, I don't know how they're spelled. Demanding that Facebook... It's St. Patrick's Day weekend, so Adam's a little, you know... I did just polish off a Guinness. (laughs) Listen, don't judge me. Um, That Facebook CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, faced the Senate Judiciary Committee for questioning. Quote, this is a major breach that must be investigated. It's clear these platforms can't police themselves said so basically it's clear these motherfuckers fucking up uh <laughs> she said she said on twitter which is kind of funny <laughs> it's it's she's talking funny. shit about facebook yeah on, on twitter. twitter yeah um, no if you really talking shit you talk about it on <laughs> facebook that's right like i do <laughs> and and tag that motherfucker <laughs> I've called for more transparency and accountability for online political ads. They say, trust us. <laughs> uh, Mark Zuckerberg needs to testify before Senate uh, judiciary. Um, but much of the online outrage came after multiple Facebook executives took to Twitter to respond to the news reports, insisting the inc- the incident was not a data breach. This was unequivocally not a data breach. <laughs> Longtime <laughs> Facebook executive Andrew Bosworth tweeted, People choose to share their data with third-party apps, and if those third-party apps did not follow the data agreements with us slash users, it is a violation. No systems were infiltrated. No passwords or our information were stolen and hacked. In a series of tweets that have since been deleted, Facebook's chief security officer, Alex Stamos, insisted that although users' personal information may have been misused, it wasn't retroactively a breach. Quote, the recent Cambridge Analytica stories by the New York Times and The Guardian are important and powerful, but it is incorrect to call this a breach under any reasonable definition of the term, Um, Stamos tweeted. 
we can condemn this behavior while being accurate in our description of it. Twitter users were not satisfied with the, that response. Many accused the executives of deliberately missing the point by focusing on semantics, which there's if you follow the link, there's some tweets where people say that, and that is exactly what they're doing because that's what executives do. They're trying to mislead you by focusing on semantics. Um, last quote I'm going to read. Last thing I'm going to read. It amazes me that the Facebook executives are trying to make this about uh, Nami. Fuck, I don't know how to pronounce this one either. <laughs> Nomenclature. N-O-M-E-N-C-L-A-T-U-R-E. It's a fucking legal term, and I can't I can't remember how to. I know it, but I don't know how to say it. We use, a, use a synonym or antonym, whatever. Nomenclature. <laughs> uh, Nomenclature. That's what it is. The body of the body or system of names in a particular field. That's what it is. It's a weird word. Um, anyway, I guess that's all they have left. Frank Pasquale, a University of Maryland law professor who was who has written about tech companies use of data told Reuters. The lid is being opened on the black box of Facebook's data practices and the picture isn't pretty. So. Yeah. I mean, they got egg on their face, yeah. you know, and I find it funny that it's ironic and that's I'm using a word that we're going to use in another podcast, <laughs> but I'm using it correctly. It's ironic that they run to Twitter right, to, to state their claim. Like, why don't you tell everybody on Facebook? Well, yeah. Fucking Twitter cares what you're doing, you know, but whatever. That's that's part for the course, I guess. But um this this kind of shit's been going on for a while, and 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 I haven't got a chance to read what the Guardian said, but I did read the New York Times article on this, and they basically called him out. Like New York Times will play these days. Like, yeah, <laughs> they'd yeah. be like, "Listen, y'all fucking up." Yeah, we, you know? we brought down Harvey Weinstein. We can bring right. down any of you. <laughs> and they did it in that in that New York Times way, you know, just really like super classy, right? But also with just a touch of you fucked up, <laughs> you know. And I like it. Um, definitely, um, and the Guardian's also a good, uh, a good place. Definitely check out those articles for something a little more, a little more clear than what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, Facebook's got egg on their face. I mean, this happens what once or twice a fucking year now. Yeah, I know. Um, and they're, you know, instead of saying, oh well, it wasn't technically a breach because this and this and this, you just making, you're just pissing more people off. Stop yeah. being a, stop being a dick. You sound like a little kid that's trying to argue why they didn't finish their homework. Like, just stop. <laughs> Enough already. <laughs> Fuck. You're grounded, Facebook. Exactly. Four weeks without the car. That's right. <laughs> All right. And that brings us to the end of the headlines. Our main story tonight is the truth and social media. Two words that go together like Trump and presidency. <laughs> a study done by Massachusetts Institute of Technology shows that people are 70% more likely to spread false news as opposed to real news. And this is done by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, that MIT. Not the one you common, commonly think of, the Midville Industrial Theater, which right. I don't know what it does because I only found it when I Google searched what other places use the acronym MIT. Although that's exactly who I thought of. <laughs> yeah, but now I'm curious as I'm curious as what does that do? What does industrial theater mean? Like, I'm like I, I need to figure out. You know, do, do they have puppets made out of like cast iron or shit? So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I want to. I want to. I want to find out now. 
But the study, which was published in the journal Science, analyzed the spread of all verified all stories verified as either truth or false by six fact-checking organizations from 2006 to 2017. First off, a journal named Science. I mean, let's talk about being unoriginal and boring. Why don't we just have a journal named Porn? You know, it's kind of like... Oh, okay. So I'd read it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, secondly, were they were only examining news spreading on Twitter and how quickly news spread among its users. So according to the report, about 126,000 rumors were spread by roughly 3 million people. False news reached more people than truth. The top 1% of false news cascades diffused to between 1,000 to 100,000 people, whereas truth rarely diffused to more than 1,000 um, 1, people. Falsehood, falsehood also diffused faster than truth. The degree of novelty and the emotional reaction of recipients may be responsible for the, difference, uh, the differences observed. For people that use the internet know how this works. This should come as no surprise. Given the fact that many quote-unquote news sites talk about reporting the news and they're only reporting on rumor. Like, is Hawkeye even in Avengers Infinity War? Because, mm -hmm. you know, because he isn't on any of the posters or trailers. But neither is Ant-Man and people don't seem to be giving a shit about him. And not talking anything bad about Paul Rudd. I'm just saying we need to pick our battles, people. Now, the researchers used six facts-checking facts fact-checking organizations and pulled out all of the news stories they had verified as either true or false. The six news orgs were Snoops, PolitiFact, FactCheck, Truth or Fiction, Hoax Slayer, and Urban Legends. Now, if you haven't heard of any of those sites, this story is essentially about you. Now, next, the researchers who had access to the entire Twitter archive looked for mentions of these stories on their social media site. Now, each time they found a mention, they would try to determine whether that mention was the original tweet or if it was replying to or repeating a different tweet. That way they could trace the origin of the story and then track the ways the information spread through the Twitterverse. Ultimately, their data set included about 126,000 stories tweeted by 3 million people more than 4.5 million times. Quote, novel information is thought to be more valuable than redundant information, says study co-author Sinan Aral, the professor of management at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. People who spread novel information gain social status because they're thought to be in the know or have inside information. In the study, it's presupposed that, quote, those who spread falsity followed more people had more followers, tweeted more often, were more often verified users, or had been on Twitter longer. But we, uh, but when we compared users involved in true or false rumor cascades, we found that the opposite was true in every case. Users who spread false news are significant, have significantly fewer followers, followed significantly fewer people, were significantly less active on Twitter, were verified significantly less often, and had been on Twitter for significantly less time. False it was significant. Yeah. It was, <laughs> if you haven't got that, it, it, it seems to be significant. I, I, right. we're, just, we're just kind of spitballing that there might be alluding to that. Uh, falsehood diffused further and faster than the truth despite these differences, not because of them. The study theorized that people would retweet false news stories because they were considered more novel. Yet when they studied further, they theorized that the users themselves may have not considered them novel. They were going to try to have an emotional connection to the truth or false rumors. So they, quote, categorized the emotions 
in the replies by using the leading lexicon curated by the National Research Council Canada, NRC, which provided a comprehensive list of roughly 140,000 English words and their associations with eight emotions based on the Plutchik work on basic emotion, anger, fear, anticipation, trust, surprise, sadness, joy, and disgust, and a list of roughly 32,000 Twitter hashtags and their weight associated with the same emotion. So they were studying hashtags like hashtag can't even, hashtag inspirational, hashtag sorry not sorry, hashtag that ass though, and hashtag liberal <laughs> scum want to eat your babies. Uh, just to what? name, wait what? Just to name some <laughs> <Was the last laughs> <one? laughs> liberal scum wants to eat your babies, and I'm just naming some of the more popular ones. Uh, what the test is concluding it is that while the media is discussing bots being the purveyor of false news, it's actually us. You know who I'm talking about? Those people who only read the headlines and retweet or those retweets your racist uncle that goes on a Twitter tirade after his sixth can of Schlitz. Quote, even if bots aren't the problem and it's people and networks moving information, this paper gives us better leverage and insight into what we need to evaluate, says Joan Donovan of the Data and Society Research Institute. If you take any individual rumor on a platform, we know that there are windows of misinformation that happen within the first 24 hours, she says. So one of these things I would like to know is, over time, which part of these rumors can continue to persist and which groups are likely to hold on to misinformation that becomes a conspiracy theory. Uh, the major takeaway of this study is something we have discussed on the show before. Bots aren't the issue. The people are. Our society is built on taking responsibility away from the people. This, that, um, this person killed 80 people because his father was never happy about him. He never got enough hugs, played video games, drove home because the bar didn't take away his keys. This is the symptom of a massive problem that we have in this country. In order for us to deal with this and other major social issues, we need to be held culpable. We need to take responsibility for our own actions, and therein lies the change that we need. Quote, this implies that misinformation containment policies should also emphasize behavioral interventions like labeling and incentives to dissuade the spread of misinformation rather than focusing exclusively on curtailing bots. The study concludes, understanding how false news spreads is the first step towards containing it. We hope our work inspires more large-scale research into the cause and consequence of the spread of false news and as well as its potential cures. I mean, that article was super interesting too. But the the whole spread and fall, it's, it's exactly what it said. <laughs> is that the people that are spreading it are in these small little circles because they, they – they only pay attention to what makes them feel comfortable. Right. They don't want to hear anything that they don't already believe. Yeah, and that's something. You know? And that's something that we've kind of, uh, you know, we've talked about on here before. You know, yeah. is the fact that yeah, you know, in an age where you can get any information you want, most importantly, the information you wish to hear. So, you know, if you hear, oh, Hillary Clinton sucks, you know, the blood of the youth to to re you know to retain her powers conservatives are going to believe that and they're going to retweet that, you know, and then via the other thing, you know, uh, Obama is a reptilian, you know, and then they're going to be, you know, and everybody's going to be like, and then there may be some Democrats going, I, I knew it. I fucking just I knew, knew it. it. I just knew it. Fucking knew it. You know, but see, here's the thing too, is that it's with, we are in the age of information. Fine. But the problem is, is that 
you can hide behind the you can hide behind the curtain on the internet. Right. Like if I had this out if if someone has this outlandish opinion that Obama's a lizard folk <laughs> back in the day, if he wanted to share that information with someone, he would have to go and actually physically say it to someone. Right. And then they look at him and go, the fuck is the matter with you? Right. And you then know, it so, eventually it goes, you know what this guy told me? And they were like, well, you know, he may not be wrong. And then it, that's how it <laughs> spreads, you know? <laughs> right. But see, here's the thing, though, is that with the internet, nobody gets checked in a real way anymore. Right. Like, no one can say something shitty. And then some. there's a bunch of other people that go, can you shut the fuck up? Right. Like, you don't even make any sense. That doesn't happen anymore because you can easily just look somewhere else. I'll go to a different forum right. where there's people just as stupid as me. Right. Because, and, and, you know, knowledge isn't you know, based on people that share your view. That's not how knowledge works. Right. You know, and it's the same thing as like, you know, when you see a conspiracy video on YouTube, just read the comments. I know it's just, it's as exciting as watching grass grow, but sometimes, you know, you'll get to see, you'll hear, you'll see that one person go, this is complete and utter shit. And then you have the, it's because we're woke. You're just one of the sheeple. You know, suddenly it's like, wait, what? (laughs) You just don't understand. Right. Well, either you're going to show me and if if something's the truth, it should be easy to make others understand if they're actively trying to understand. Right. And then what we've always said is if somebody goes just um, just uh, uh, do the research, it's like, no, that then you're just telling me to go do work, which will probably verify the things that I already knew that you guys were full of shit. Right. You know, exactly. And and the and the thing is, is that, yeah, you know, most people, you know, will always anytime, you know, you spread, you know, uh, it's, you know, and it, it and the the thing is, is that as more people use Twitter, because I think like Adam and I actually use Twitter more than we actually do Facebook anymore. Yeah. You can, you'll see random shit and you'll see some bizarre shit that people just randomly t- retweet. You'd be like, what? And you're just kind of, <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm like going, the fuck am I seeing that for? And then you see who retweeted. You're like, oh, he's one of those. Or, you know, it's like suddenly you're just kind of like, let's unfollow that person, you know. Um, but then there's a lot of times where they'll retweet and then it's kind of like, oh, OK. I ca- you know, I always kind of thought that was a thing. And then it's like, that's where it goes. And then right. that re- person retweets and stuff like that. You know, most people don't want to see like, you know, nobody wants to hear the truth because the truth is boring. You know, they want to think, you know, that's why there's so many conspiracy theories as to like 9-11 and all of that, because the truth is pretty fucking boring. And it's, yeah, it's and, and it's pretty scary, you know, like, like take 9-11, for instance. Yeah. 9-11, um, some terrorists hijacked some planes and they crashed them into two buildings and the buildings fell down. That's legitimately the end of the story. Yeah. Like of, of just cause and effect, you know. Right. But, but that's too it's simple. It's too simple, yeah. For something so terrible. Because it was obviously terrible. And it's too scary. Like you just too like scary. random people just got – they had to be government enforced. They had to have all of these right. things. And it's like, no, that's – you know, it can't be that. It can't be that quick. It can't right. be just a couple of schmucks went to learn how to fly a plane. And ha- no, it really that's what happened. Yeah. Like and and people need a more complicated thing because it makes them feel safer. Yeah. Because it's so out of the or the more complicated something is, the less likely it is to happen again. Yeah. And and that's a th- and another. Th- well, yeah. And on that same token, the less um, the more complicated it is, the less likely it is to happen again. And that it. it it further distances the idea that it could happen to me. Exactly. And 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 it's and it's very very true that you know it's 
you know, um, shortly after 9-11 and the conspiracy theories came up on that, you know, there were psychologists that were like, yeah, the human mind, the, the, the many of those people, their hum, the human brain cannot comprehend uh, random acts of violence and that they have to somehow, it has to conjure up something that makes rational sense to them. And, yeah, well, human the human beings are cause and effect animals. Yeah. Like, wh- as soon as you see an effect, you even if you don't notice it, you are immediately looking for the cause. Right. Immediately, if you if if you turn the corner and you see someone bleeding out in the street, your immediate thought is, "What happened? Like, yeah. why is it? Why is this person bleeding? Is it going to hurt me? Right. Is it? Do what do I got to do to help this idiot? You know, stuff like that. And people. It's that little jump there is where people start going batshit crazy yeah. because it's mixed with panic and it's mixed with fear and this insatiable desire to find out what the fuck happened. So if you, if you get the wrong people telling you at the wrong time, you might believe some stupid shit. Right. And that's the same thing goes with, you know, why the government and everybody's all and, and is all fixated on bots, you know, the spreading of 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 false news, because. God forbid they work. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, how did they get? How did they get advertising? How did they get these pages on Facebook and all this stuff? Because it's easy, and that's the thing is, is that they're trying to figure out that this is this whole elaborate, you know, uh, conspiracy plot to overthrow the U.S. government or what have you. And it's just like, it's Russian sites that bought shit through Facebook and. Well, that's you know, that's another thing too, and and, and I feel the because uh, the thing is the, is that it's easy because we did it, <laughs> you know. I mean, well, I we think didn't the media is fucking but, the media is the one that fucks up. Yeah, is they they're like, oh, the Russians are doing this and the Russians are doing that. And there's people in Russia, right, that are doing it. Like that doesn't mean Putin himself has opened a laptop. And he's making it happen. He's you got, know what I mean? he's got like, like a laptop with like eight different windows, and he's like going, "Okay, oh wait, I am, um, I am Pedro, um, Pietro, so let me go over here. Oh wait, over here, I am Dave. <laughs> you know, it's not like he's sitting there by himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got. I'm sorry, I was going to do that, but I got lost in this Reddit thread. <laughs> you know, right. and <laughs> you know? that's the real talk. <laughs> that is, you know, I'm. It's like, is it weird? I went into YouTube and now I'm seeing this person just stare at me. <laughs> I meant the dark side of YouTube. <laughs> exactly. This is the worst Russian accent, by the way, of all time. But I, but, I'm, but historically accurate at the same time. Historically, I agree with it. Yeah. Is what I. <laughs> but but yeah, you know, and that's really what it, what it comes down to is just. And, oh, it was weird because it, it kind of made me thought because you know how the 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 news media is all about. Facebook and Twitter and, you know, right. how the Russians and all that. I was watching a documentary. Uh, I don't want to really call it a documentary. I was watching a series on uh, Netflix about the, the greatest hoaxes. And one of them was talking about um, uh, the War of the Worlds and uh, yeah. Orson Welles and saying that it didn't really affect as many people as they say. They go, the big reason why it was it was made to look that way was because it was the uh, media of radio or no, 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 not the media of radio, the media of um, newspapers because radio was infringing on their ability to disseminate the news. Cause they were all powerful. You know, they had all the, they could do no wrong. And then radio was going to, and now radio kind of fucked up. So now they were taking them to task by making it right. bigger than what it was. And I thought about, it and I thought, well, that's what the internet's doing to big media. The internet is there. The big media is losing 
you know, news and information, being the, the gatekeepers of, of information and are losing it to the Internet. So here's their chance to say, see, you can't believe everything you believe off the Internet. You have to come to us. And it kind of made me think like, oh, yeah, that's kind of what I could see them. That's why it's such a big deal now. Why you, you know, why the, you know, the news um, always seems to be talking about that. It's because yeah, because it's a big pissing contest. They see they see an in to say, hey, those that those new age shit that you're looking at, they're they're trying to trick you. We're here for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that hippie shit you're looking at on Facebook right. and, and um, Instagram and Twitter that that's bullshit. And so, but we'll keep you safe, <laughs> right? Like, oh Jesus, <laughs> it's like yeah, that's just got a little creepy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean to you know if you've listened to us. And usually if you listen to anything tech, you're going to hear the same thing. It's not this big conspiracy. And and anybody who's into tech and stuff like that is, is laughing at all of this because it's like, it's so easy to do this. And the thing is, is that everybody wants to believe that it should be so difficult that, you know, that Facebook and Twitter and Google and all of them should somehow be the portrayers of truth, justice in the American way. No. They're in it for money, and they create a platform. Superman. Yeah, <laughs> and they, you know, they create this platform that allows you to, you know, talk about anything. We talked about it last week about YouTube being the tr- dumpster fire that it is, and it's, you know, and it's like, yeah, they're created a platform to allow you to say what any anything you want, morally corrupt, you know, whatever, and and it's just like it's like, oh, now we can't, you know, now it's the government saying, oh, well, the people are too stupid to figure out you know the you know to disseminate the truth and it's like yeah you know what they are but that's yeah. their own damn fault you yep. know and and that's really what it comes down to because you you, you get on that soapbox steve no <laughs> i'm just kidding i 100 percent can i get an amen <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. but yeah so it's you know in in a lot of this it's, just, it's like I, I was reading this and i was like yeah, you know, we MIT did a fucking study that basically confirmed everything that I already thought. You know that it's just, it was people. It wasn't these bots because I don't I never saw any bots. You know, like I had any bots follow or I had bots follow me on Twitter and stuff like that, but I never followed them. And anytime I had enough of a rational mind to look and go like, "Okay, let's see. Um Oh, Trump is a lizard person." As much as I think that might be true, I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go ahead and you know, throw that in the false category. <laughs> you know what? That sound about true as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, uh, it's it, and it is what it is, and and I, a lot of it breaks down to what we already said is is people need a sensational answer yeah. for sensational things, and also it's easier to just follow what the mob is saying right. and not not actually think for yourself. And unfortunately, I feel I feel that that the majority of people are are in two are in two camps that are kind of the same, though. They're either the ones who don't give a fuck, like I don't care about that shit and they don't pay attention. So they're not affected by it. Right. Or those that do go, that doesn't that doesn't smell right. Yeah. You know, um, I'm kind of in both those camps. <laughs> yeah, it depends on what we're talking about. Like, right. I go through my phases with politics. Like, I kind of check in every once in a while and see what the government's up to. <laughs> well, and then I, I get real I woke tired up in the morning. I woke up in the morning and I knew we haven't nuked each other to death, so we're right. already on a good start. <laughs> my problem, my problem is, is I want to know what's going on with the government. 
it's my government. So of course I want to know what's going on. The problem is, is that all they talk about is Trump. What's right. Trump going to do next? I don't right. fucking care. Well, that's the thing, like, like, he's a fucking joke. Yeah. I don't care what he's going to do. And that's the thing. Like I, I, I want to watch news. And it's like I go and I watch and I can't watch CNN, can't watch MSNBC, can't watch Fox, you know, because it's all one, it's all a one note program, you know, and unless a lot of people died, you know, I don't hear anything about it. Right. So I have to go to like, you know, HLN, you know, headline news and actually watch something there, you know, and actually get something or, you know, One America News or some, or BBC News or you know, something that just kind of has, and that was one thing like Al Jazeera. They had the Al Jazeera America here. And as much as, you know, people were like, that's the, the Arab shit over there. And it's like, no, it's like MSNBC from over there. Um, yeah, just news. Yeah. And, and I actually watched that because they gave me other shit. And then they went bankrupt, and it was like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. So now I'm left with less options to look at. Well, there's also the BBC. Yeah. But the BBC has their own bullshit they right. get wrapped up in. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I feel. I mean, like, I, I I'm curious to find out what happened in Spain, but I don't need to hear it every day. Like, you know, right. it's Like, come on. Like my my thing, my favorite, and and it is it is objective, you know. But my favorite, objective. <laughs> whatever. My favorite news medium to get this one. That, first of all, I believe that if the the proper way. It's almost like like making the perfect cup of tea. The proper way to get your news is to read it. I really believe that because you you're with TV, you're kind of passively watching it anyway, right. and then it's easier for people to give you some bullshit information when you're just watching TV. When you read it, you're you're more active with it, and you're kind of wait a minute, that don't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> that don't sound. It's right. like when you're watching yeah. TV and you're just like, and these two people, blah blah blah, and you kind of forget, and it's like, and they couldn't figure out how is it had ended up in the other person's ass. You're like, what, what, <laughs> you know? Wait, <laughs> yeah, and it's something. Run but, that by me again. <laughs> but like, but, you then, know, but for me, I I either read the AP or Reuters. I have their apps on my phone because yeah. it's 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 straight, concise. It's just what matters. The my, my favorite one is the New York Times. I just don't want to pay for it. Right. So. Well, know. I just read it because it's just like this happened at this time. This is what's going on. And then that's it. So yeah, the, that's it. And that's I don't all. want an opinion. <laughs> right. Because everything else you get like, oh, and it's because of this and, you know, and, and this, that, the other thing. And eventually, you know, it's like, oh, the stoplights, you know, the stoplights in a certain city went out and it's like goes through all of this. And then somehow in some iteration, it links back to Trump doing something. And you're just like, wait, what? It's because Trump <laughs> tweeted what? Yeah. Like kind of like. But that's what that's what I like about the Times. The, the Times has a very. Opinion, not the opinion piece. No, no, no. <laughs> The, the Times has a very old school way of doing the news, which I appreciate and respect, where they're, they're, everything is in its sections and they don't bleed over. There is an opinion section of the Times and they, they, <laughs> they get pretty fucking opinionated, right. but it is extremely clear yeah. that it's an opinion piece and that's how it's supposed to be. Other new, especially local papers, LA Times is guilty, Arizona Republic is guilty. The slant is real. Like I can't even stand. I'm slipping. The slant <laughs> is so fucking deep. You know, and you have and, to have uh, those magnetic boots that they had on Star well, Trek First Contact. Boston Globe used to be a good paper, and I don't know, man. They're a little too fucking liberal. Like it's getting ridiculous. Yeah. The Times, though, I don't know. I think it's because the Times is considered like America's newspaper. 
Yeah. So they're kind of, they have a certain, <laughs> like, well, they can't be fucking around. What's funny, too, is that you have some people like, oh, I don't, I don't want to read that. And it's like, because they're, they're, you know, liberal or whatever. It's like, the opinion pages are. It's Yeah, they are. Yeah, very. Know, but it's like, you know, you can't, you know, nobody can separate anything anymore. All right. But if you have your thoughts on, uh, if you have your thoughts on, uh, on what we said, or, you know, you can go to the, sh- um, to my piece in the, uh, which has a link there to the, the study itself you can go ahead and check it out um definitely check it out give us your comments tell us what you thought about it you know and uh yeah we like to hear what you guys think so all right well steve steve does yeah adam doesn't give a shit (laughs) (laughs) if you don't share his but he's not going to read the rest of it that's right (laughs) all right now to our what the actual fuck segment uh my w uh t-a-f this week comes from abc.go.com abcnews.go.com Constantine Le, um, Relu learned in January that he was dead more than 20 years of working as a cook in Turkey the 63 year old returned home to Romania to discover that his wife had had him officially registered as dead he has since been living a legalistic nightmare to prove to of trying to prove to authorities that he is in fact alive he faced a major setback on Thursday when the court in northeastern city of Vaslu refused to overturn his death certificate because his request was filed too late. The decision, the court said, is final. I am a living ghost, Relu told the Associated Press in a phone interview Friday from his home in Barlad, northeastern Romania. I'm officially dead, although I'm alive. Uh, he said, I have no income because I'm listed as dead. I can't do anything. During the interview, Rilu was deeply emotional, starting off by saying, I think I'm going to cry, and I'm going uh, going on to voice rage and a desire for revenge against his wife, who now lives in Italy. Quote, I'm not sure that whether I'm divorced or not, he said. I'm not sure whether she is married to someone else or not. Nobody will tell me. Rilu explained that he first went to work in Turkey in 1992 and returned in 1995 to the, bi- to the first big shock of his marriage, his wife's infidelity. In 1999, he decided to return to Turkey for good. The AP was not able to locate his wife to hear her side of the story. But last December, Turkish authorities detained him over expired papers and in January deported him to Romania. Upon landing in Bucure- at Bucharest Airport, he was informed by border officials that he had been officially declared dead and underwent six hours of questioning and test. They measured the distance between his eyes to see if it corresponded to an old passport for- photograph. They asked him questions about his hometown, as such, a, uh, such as where the town hall was. They checked his fingerprints. They decided that it was me, he said. But authorities in Burlad were less convinced. He spent weeks trying to persuade them to issue paper, him papers so he officially existed, he said. When <laughs> that failed, he asked them to overturn the ruling on the death certificate issued in 2016, which also ended in failure Thursday on procedural grounds. Relu said he would like to file a fresh lawsuit but has no money and suffers from diabetes, which makes everything even more difficult. He also said that he has been banned for life from returning to Turkey but would like to write the Turkish president to appeal the decision. That's just fucked that, up. That fucking sucks. You know what's funny? About, I'm, I'm, I was happy you picked this story. I know so as a supervisor at my job. And something similar happened to him because he's a junior and they mixed up the papers at the office and he, at the IRS office. And he called for something. I don't remember. Oh, he's getting a passport because he's getting a passport to um, 
go to uh, overseas for work. Uh-huh. And they said, they said, uh, so it says that you're deceased. <laughs> but <laughs> being that we're in the United States, it was easier to clear up. Right. Um, but it was still a pain in the ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I was like, fuck that, dude. <laughs> well, it's it's it happens too, like on credit reports, because where I used to work, I would run credit reports all the time. And somebody would be like, you know, oh, they have like two bankruptcies and all the shit. And they're like, they're like, the kid's only 21. Like what the uh, then they're like is are you a junior and they're like yeah like oh that might be it yeah you fuck know all that. and it's just like yeah and you have to spend time to clear that shit up and yeah it sucks too because it's like you know this guy you know it sounded like his wife was just like fuck him <laughs> declare him dead so now she can go off and you that's know, what it sounds like doesn't it yeah like she, so she can run off and fuck around yeah so she could run off probably met somebody went back to Italy so well I'll declare him dead so then I don't have to worry about his ass. <laughs> It'll be his That's problem. Fucked up. <laughs> uh, it's probably exactly what happened too. Yeah. He get, these hoes ain't loyal, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. So this comes from my hometown. <laughs> I saw this. Debauchery. <laughs> the police needed help and Jason Triplett wouldn't let it go. <laughs> Stop it. I'll be to both. The thirty seven year old attorney <laughs> was dressed as Elsa from Frozen. At a Boston bar Tuesday night, when he saw a department wagon stuck in in a snowbank. So this is a um, some of you on the West Coast might not know what these are, but <laughs> there's a video if you follow the lease. There's it's like a paddy wagon essentially, but it, it looks like a little van, and it's for the police. Um, so what's a pretend Disney heroine to do? He went outside in the storm to push the cop vehicle out all on his own, earning viral celebrity and cheers from patrons at the South End's Gallows Pub, uh, people reported. Um, this is even my old neighborhood, too, which makes it even funnier. Um, the Boston Globe reported that Triplet um, purchased the getup last winter and put it on Tuesday to entertain his friends. A video shot by customer... Uh, Christopher B. Hines has accrued more than a million views on Facebook, but Triple believes his fame, fame will be fleeting. Uh, everyone will be over it by noon, he told people. But if this is my 15 minutes, I would like to leverage it to meet Adam Rippin. <laughs> Who the fuck is Adam Rippin? I have no idea. Um, but yeah, so I have to know who Adam Rippin is now. Hold on. Um, but, but yeah, but so, the real trick is did he sing when he was doing it? That that's the real that's the real trick right there. I don't. You watch the video and you can only really hear the guy inside. Now keep in mind at this time in 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 Boston it's snowing like a motherfucker. Like the the storms have been ridiculous. My mother won't shut the fuck up about the <laughs> storms, and she lives in North Carolina. She's like, look, well, oh my god, can you believe it? God bless everyone. Sets. They're in such a storm. I'm like, oh, jeez. Now you're just fucking happy that you're not in it. But, um, so he's out there in this thin dress. Snow's coming down. He's all in the snow. He pushes his fucking paddy wagon. Really. I was laughing. Like <laughs> but then everyone's inside cheering. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers could be outside helping this dude. Right, exactly. Oh, and then, um, the Adam Rippin is a Olympic metal holder figure skating mm. so that uh that frozen dress might be saying something else too <laughs> i'm just saying just saying um but no that's uh it's pretty 
pretty funny. And I just liked that it was it was pretty close to where I grew up. <laughs> so anyway. That's it, guys. Go the fuck. You don't gotta go home, but you can't stay here. Right, exactly. Please give us all them ratings bleh, on iTunes or wherever you else you get the show. If you're new to the show, you can definitely catch all the old episodes on Stitcher, Apple, uh, Apple Podcast app. You really need to work on the name. Um, <laughs> uh, and Google Play Music, as well as our website, thelazygeeks.com. You're on social media, of course. Twitter and Instagram, both under the name The Lazy Geeks, all one word. Uh, don't forget to follow our Facebook and Google Plus pages. We want some feedback, so send it to the lazy, or I'm sorry, Jesus, to the geeks <laughs> at thelazygeeks.com. And you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle aged geek, Instagram, middle aged underscore geek. And you can check out my other podcasts. It's not just another podcast. It's a weekly podcast, which Adam and I host, where we discuss life, pop culture, politics, conspiracy theories, and other nonsensical topics, as well as the Extended Play Movie Podcast, a podcast for true cinephiles. You can find both shows separately on Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, or you can find them at it's not just another blog dot com. Dot com. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter, you know. <laughs> At Sapien TLG. But I'm actually on Twitter Yeah, the last few weeks. Like, I've been really using it because I, I, I don't like Facebook anymore. And I'm like, okay, I need one <laughs> I need one social media outlet. So if you hit me up, definitely hit me up on Twitter at Sapien TLG. Um, and you can also email me at um, adam at lazygeeks.com. All right, and be sure to tune in on Friday for our latest adventure on The Away Team. Also, our 300th episode is vastly approaching. Uh we want to hear from you, so send comments, emails, or leave us a voicemail at 818-495-5637, and we will share it all on that episode. So that is it for us uh, this week. We'll see you guys back here in two weeks. Uh, so until next time, peace out. Peace out.